Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Here we are. Good day, and welcome to the next episode of Just, Just One, One Thing. thing. Just One Thing is the podcast of Mindful Living Today. You can find it, which is the perfect blend of heart and science. And you can find us at mindfulliving.today or two places on Facebook. Our group is Mindful Living Today in groups. And our uh, business page is Mindful Mindful Couple. Couple. So with that, I think today we would like to talk a little bit about uncomfortable emotions. Because with the pandemic and the election and social turmoil of all kind and just day-to-day life, uncomfortable emotions are just part of existence. And I think you have the people that are forcing the glass half full on people, trying to help people lift their spirits. In the context of happiness, you know, you try to increase your well-being. Right. And you have this illusion, perhaps, that... That means you're not going to experience uncomfortable right, emotions right. anymore. When I say uncomfortable emotions, I'm thinking of grief. I'm thinking of sadness. sadness I'm thinking of anger. anger I'm frustration. thinking of frustration, irritation, all of those kinds of things. And so the real the goal today is to help you become more comfortable yep. with uncomfortable emotions. Yep. And so with that said, why don't you elaborate a little bit on, on those uncomfortable emotions and maybe why they just are always going to be there and then maybe start a little bit on what you can do to become more comfortable with them. Okay. Um, so I noticed within my own journey towards mm-hmm. happiness um, that I I really only had, like I felt okay or yeah. I was angry. <laughs> like that, that was my choice. Like that was my whole... I'm good. That, <laughs> I mean, they're good or bad. Okay. And um, and when you're bad, when you feel bad, like, don't want to feel that. So let's just shove good feelings on top of it and kind of turn away and go so, back to the good stuff. And what do you do to do that? Distract yourself? Well, yeah, right, yeah. yeah you whatever. just kind of stuff it down. You don't listen to the, the voice that says something's going on right. here. Okay. Um, so to me, the, one of the first things that I did with uncomfortable emotions was to print off a list of emotions. Okay. And again, just like everything we talk about, it starts with awareness. Okay. So being aware of, I just feel something. Right. And instead of just letting it be anger, Mm -hmm. I would stop and say, what is it that I'm really feeling? And Mm -hmm. I would pull out my list. Mm -hmm. And then I could go through the list with these other options besides anger. And I think, and I just read some, some research about this. Um, so there's your science bit, um, that, that actually identifying it correctly helps to let it go. Well, and I think identifying it correctly perhaps allows you to better analyze where it's coming from. Absolutely. Well. Right. And right. I will just, uh, you know, typically, you know, you think of guys not being able to identify their right. emotions or what they're even feeling, but that's true of, of, of women, of, of oh, everybody, yes. unless yes. you've got, have skill and you realize that there are literally dozens and dozens of nuanced types of emotions, right. it's very, very difficult to identify what you're feeling. What you're because very feeling. often you're probably feeling a combination of 
five, six, seven, right. a dozen emotions at once. Right, right. Um, and some of them are very subtle. Well, and you might have a mixture of like happiness, sadness, anger, like all at the right, same time. And that's right. really confusing. And, yes. and even though the overwhelming emotion might be happiness per se, right. you feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable and like, yes. like something's wrong. And then that's going to make it more difficult, particularly in a social situation, to react and, and, or enjoy and yourself. deal with people you know, in, a, right. in the way you would like to. Right, right. Or find joy. Sure, right, yes. Um, so I think you're the perfect one to talk about this um, kind of not dealing with emotions because I think it has been more your natural uh, tendency over the course of most of our married life. So I think you are the perfect one to talk about what have you done to help you Sort, you know, like sort that out. I, I just think it's practice. And I think it's having a list and, and trying to figure out, well, first of all, what transpired? What was the stimulus that made me feel what I'm feeling now? Okay. Was it, you know, something that happened that disappointed me? Did I bump my head? You know, right. am I am I hot? You know, I particularly got irritable when <laughs> yes, I get overheated. Yes. And I don't even know. I'm like, I'm like, you know, like crabby, cra- crabby, and yelling at everybody. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, I'm like, hot. Oh, I just take my sweater off, and I'm fine because <laughs> I'm hot. And that makes that's an irritable feeling because that's right. a combination of a physiological feeling, right. That sort of causes an emotion. Yes. Yeah. And I think I think it just takes practice. You know, trying to unravel that big knot of what you're feeling, right? And that's, and that's really hard. But then the next step is, you know, I think naturally I, I'm I'm able to um, compartmentalize very well. Yes. And so just like, oh, I'm angry. Well, I'm going to put that over there because I don't not, want to do that right now. Right. It. But I think sort of deciding, okay, I'm going to feel that emotion. Right. Um, I'm going to try to identify all of the different emotions that I'm feeling. And then I think what I, I've learned over the last, probably the last decade is the, the best, the first step that I take in dealing with those emotions is recognizing you're going to feel them. You right. can't avoid them. It's just part of life. And then trying to really identify with like, like, like you have like a, ah, like a feeling like, what is that? What is the, what am I actually feeling? And where? Am I feeling a tightness in my chest? Right. Is like, is there something tight in my throat? Am I feeling a pain in my shoulder? Um, am I short of breath? And what does that feel like? Right. And sort of like diag- sort of figuring out all of those emotions and what does that mean in my body? Right. And actually experiencing that and thinking about it and like, well, is that really painful? Is that really uncomfortable okay. or not? And then I find as I'm really analyzing what that emotion is doing to me physiologically, right. it kind of like disappears because I'm, yes. I'm, I'm thinking about it so hard and where I'm feeling it that like, like where did that now, anger it, go? Right. Where did that sadness go? Right. Um, and to me, the other part of it is, and I think you just read this yesterday. Or, Are you going to take my fact? No, I don't <laughs> think I am. But there's, I think you know, if you emotions, moods, moods tend to last. Right. The actual um, body response to some stimulus that causes emotion is, is somewhat short-lived. Yes. That, that was my fact. But you're going to tell that me. That was my 90 <laughs> seconds. It was my 90 seconds. I was waiting to plug that little I mean, bit I, of science okay, that I I'm had. <laughs> so somebody, some, I don't know, who was it? Um, I think I read it in Sharon uh, Salzberg. Okay. Uh, I believe that was where it was. Just And I think it's important. To, well, maybe it may have been the mindfulness-based stress reduction okay. Day of silence that they were, you know, they always give us 
scientific information in there as well. But uh, regardless of where the information came from, um, the, the reality is that the, the powerful emotion that you experience when something is upsetting one way, shape, or so form. So the stimulus from the environment, whether it's a person, it's an animal, it's the weather, whatever, right. whatever happens, that stimulates something in your physiology that produces something chemicals that result in an emotion. Right. That lasts 90 seconds. It only lasts 90 seconds. Right. So I think people frequently, when they feel big emotions, they think, oh, I don't, you know, that's huge. Because it does feel big. Uh-huh. I don't want to deal with that now. I'll think of it later. I don't know how to respond. I, you know, whatever. I'll just pack that away and I'll either unpack it or not unpack it ever, however I want to deal with that. But the reality is that if, if you have the ability in that moment that you are feeling that to just pause and experience that 90 seconds and get through it, it actually helps you go through the next episode easier. Right. Well, and, and what people tend to do is you get that initial stimulus and you get the response. And then instead of just let feeling it and letting it dissipate, right. you start telling yourself stories. Oh, absolutely. And then you, basically yes. that's a new stimulus that your brain can't right. really differentiate from the original and stimulus. And that's going to last longer than 90 seconds. Well, Because you continue to repeat and ruminate right. and you continue to get that pulse right. of the raw emotion. And it seems like you could be angry for days, right. but you're feeding that. Right. You know, that because those are the subsequent stories and the history and the anticipation and the fear right. of the future and all those things that continue to churn through that rather than just, you know, experiencing it. Right. Recognizing what caused it and then just letting it slide away. So I think that might require an example because I think for some people that might be beyond the realm of what, what we're talking about. So um, for, I, I will use an example of me because Perfect. it's easy for me. Um, so I was raised in an emotionally and verbally abusive home. Um, for me, it became unsafe to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. So if you had an opinion, you spoke out, you got, it was uncomfortable. It was just, there was shouting and it was uncomfortable for me as a child. And I think because of your size. Yes. When that, that shouting elicited fear. Yes, yes. You know, My dad had it, it, very big energy. Yeah, you thought you were going to be harmed. Yes, as a, yeah, from a you, child's although, mind. Although you weren't strong. Oh, yes, it My was dad, just, right. It was like an angry bull or a bear or something. Right. Like, like, ah, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Help, I'm My in dad's, danger. Yeah, my dad's energy was very big for me as a child. I think I was a timid child, although I never would have identified myself that way. So I associate um, speaking up for myself uh, as being very... Um, it's very, uh, I'm very hesitant. It's taken mm-hmm. me a long time. And so what happens to me is when I, when I'm off, when I think it's going to be safe for me to express an opinion and I get any kind of feedback that is other than positively a hundred percent positive, my immediate reaction is fear. Well, my, my immediate reaction used to be anger. Okay. I used to get pissed off. Like, how dare you do whatever? And it took me a long time to understand that what I was really reacting to was fear from a childhood thing. Well, the fear stays with you a long time, and then you start feeding that 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 old story of, well, this person obviously was trying to keep me down. They're trying to take my voice away. They're disrespecting me. And that's where that continued emotion that you were talking about Mm -hmm. feeds that energy. Instead of just saying, oh, boy, I felt something because that person said something. What do I feel? Well, I feel fear. That's old. 
This person is no threat. I'm not a child right now. This person is no threat to me. Okay. Well, and, and although, you know, you said the initial emotion lasts 90 seconds, if you're in a situation that continues to provide stimulus, oh, yes. you know, you're getting, yes. you're getting multiple doses of that stimulus. Right. So if you're in an argument, you're going to be angrier longer than 90 seconds. Right. Yeah. Provided you keep poking the bear. Right. Provided yeah. you don't figure out a way to diffuse the situation. Yes. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Um, so the 90 seconds is a one shot, you know, something. Or, pro- or profound sadness or grief. Yes. You know, you're going to experience, it's almost like pulses. Yes. You know, where you, you, you get a pulse of grief or sadness that's going to dissipate. You know, if you have a way to like examine it, allow it to go away. Observe it, right. But if you're continuing to remind yourself of what's causing that, right. or you're in a situation that's causing that, you'll get continuous right. stimulation. That fe- so, and that feed like- so the emotion will last yes. longer. So I don't mean to say that everything goes away in 90, 90 seconds, seconds if you can right. deal with it. But right. but that's sort of the initial like sensory input response right. chemical Well, and, and, I, and I'd like to kind of connect that to COVID if you don't mind because... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I think I hear so many people, you know, saying, well, I'm just deciding, you know, I'm not going to feel that or it's horrible, but I'm going to move on. Uh-huh. And I think I think it's really important to just feel sad, feel if, when the when the emotion comes up, sit with it for 90 seconds and just say, you know what, this feels really crappy. And okay, I'm going to feel crappy for, for right now, and I'm going to observe it. And what does that mean? What does it mean to feel crappy? Where right. Am Where am I feeling Why? crappy? What's, what, right. What is, is it in my stomach? Am I breathing quickly? Is there pain associated somewhere? Um, we're not looking for the stories. So that's right. the important thing, is you are just observing sensations. You are observing emotions. Once you move to story, you got to get out. Yeah. It, it's the time to, uh, they, in M- mindfulness-based stress reduction, they, they, they talk about putting your toe in. That's like putting your toe in the water. Mm. And as soon as it's all of a sudden too stimulating, yeah. take, take your toe back out. Yeah. You're not ready for that yet right. if, if, if you're not ready to sit with it. Yeah. But, but I, think it's, I think what we are trying to say is you're going to have bad feelings. It's going to be really uncomfortable. It's okay. And, and it's a good idea. Just to feel the discomfort. Sit with that discomfort. Just yeah. be uncomfortable. So, anything else? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and although you know we're spending fifteen minutes to talk about it, we're saying just examine it and feel it. It'll go. You know, it'll dissipate. And it takes a lot. It of practice. takes time. It yes. takes a lot of practice, particularly after a lifetime of just seeming feeling like you were saying, right? You know, bad or good, like unraveling that, figuring out what it is, examining each of those pieces. I mean. We're talking years yes, and decades yes, yes. of unraveling that. But but it's Ultimately, really, it is really yes. worth the work. Yes. Because all of a sudden your life feels controllable. Yes. And your overall sense of well-being is dramatically enhanced. Yes. Yes. And it smooths stuff. It smooths out all the rough edges to me. It's not that I don't have ups and downs. I have the same ups and downs because I tend to be uh-huh. a very sensitive, emotional person. Um, but, but they're not devastating like they used to be and they right. don't stick with me where I'm losing sleep or I'm, you know, right. rehashing over. So something if you could forever. tell people to, to start starting out or just, just the one thing they could do to start this piece of a journey, what would you say? Be open to the idea that experiencing whatever it is you are feeling is safe. 
And I would just say that the, the goal of improving your well-being is not to escape uncomfortable feelings or uncomfortable emotions, is to recognize that they will be there. Right. And that the tools will help you deal with them better. Yes. And that happiness doesn't mean an absence of, of, of uncomfortable emotions. And disappointment and right. sadness. Right. It, it, it actually is the, the ability to have tools to have a smoother recovery. Right. Yeah. Perfect. So with that, enough of that. <laughs> this has been... Just, Just one, one thing. thing.